All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm chilling with the man, Danny Vambili. Some know man. as Danny V. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this man has such a huge accolade behind him. I couldn't list all of his accolades, the things he's done, wow. the spaces he's been. Uh, but I, 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 the one thing I can say is that Danny has a lot of work in working with youth and young people. Um, I remember we once went to a hashtag Imagine Camp oh, and I was man. so jealous on <laughs> how you were just moving that crowd um, of, of young people, of teenagers, man. And I really think it's quite a gift because I, I, I feel like I'm disconnected from Gen Z's and, <laughs> and teenagers, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted us to take the, the, the message that you shared this morning. Um, mm. You know, we, we, we had a beautiful message that you shared uh, here at Radio Pulpit. And I wanted wow. us to take that very same me message and sort of package it for, for the young generation yeah. and how they can be challenged uh, because I felt very challenged. <laughs> I felt very challenged. Thank you, um, So, yeah. Um, so, you were speaking about um, relationships, right? Mm. And how I, I think your message was primarily based on introspection. Yes. Like looking inside of you. Like, uh, But I'm going to leave you to introduce it and explain <laughs> what it's about. And I'll yeah. sort of probe you with questions as we go along. Wow. No, first of all, thank you for having me, Gavin. I mean, awesome. it's always a pleasure. And um, wow, so this morning we, we really were talking, even, even, it had a few layers, right? Yeah, yeah. First thing is really about understanding that you have to grow. Mm. You have to grow. Um, a lot of us are still being held back. Sometimes, let's say maybe a grade, a, in grade one, a teacher said you were dumb. Yeah. You know, yeah. and now which happened to me, mind you. Did it happen um, to you in grade wow. two, grade three, grade four? I had a a teacher who would constantly come into the classroom, and he would hold a book like this and go, "Eh, eh, give it. I guarantee no you never make it in life. No way. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably oh, wow. share, share later like where he's at right now, which I think will will feed into your your point. Uh, yes. But yeah, you can continue just. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen to such a traumatic mm. experience where mm. we've all had someone at, at some point in our in lives, our lives where yeah. they were they were speaking negativity over us, mm. and sometimes it's it's light, sometimes mm. it's very targeted, mm. but mm. if you hang on to that word and you allow that word to determine the outcome of your life, it becomes a problem. If every time you are Let's say you're making a decision yeah. on what you're going to study. Mm -hmm. But then in the back of your head, you're saying, yeah, but Mrs. Van Weyck said I'm not this. so smart. Mm. So let me rather do one, two, three instead of what I'm passionate about. You know, at some point you'll find that you're being held back mm. by words that maybe were spoken over, let's say, 10 seconds. Mm. Ha, Danny is dumb. And the whole class laughed. Yes, yes. And for maybe the next 10 years, I'm walking around with that statement yeah. and being held back by it. You know, but the Danny of today is not that Danny. It's Anymore. like you now given, mm. taking that or oh, given is whatever. And in your 20, I mean, how old are you now? I'm 31 now. 31. Mm. In your age, at age 31, if you were still allowing those statements From to determine then. who you are and to hold you back mm. 
to make you look at yourself through the, those lenses. Ah, my guy. Mm. Yes, we can blame the teacher. Mm. But when do we hold you accountable for not outgrowing what was said to you as a child? Mm. When do we question you and say, but given, look, my guy, this thing was said to you 15 years, years ago. ago. Can you let this thing go? Oh, yeah. Can you really not allow the... Even the hurts, you know, because some this thing can go from teacher to parents. Yes, yes. You know, some of us have not had parents. I really think those ones, the ones that are enforced by parents are the worst. Yes. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, you were talking about um, this beautiful concept, which um, we were not probably not going to get too deep into, but that mm. trauma is passed through words. Yes. Like the, the stories you hear, the things people say, yes. it's things they went through. Yes. Um, I, I personally know a lot of people who it's their parents that have left them with the most trauma. Yes. Which now sure. that trauma carries on to the relationships that they uh, go to in life. So it's not just the teacher. Mm, um, it's mm. not just the, 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 the person during, I think we call it PE. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, who tells you, ah, you and that sport. Yeah. Uh, forget the ball. You, you go join this. Yeah. Um, you don't swim, go do javelin or you go be with those ones. Cause we all know mm. people like you don't win here. Um, it's not just that one. It's, and, and I, I don't know, we'll, we'll probably get into it as well, but home, Yes, Having hey. to deal with it at home. Mm, oh, mm, yeah, mm. for me, that one, yeah. Look, home, home is a very dangerous place because mm. home normalizes anything. Home can normalize sure. the most obscene things mm. and you think it's normal. And, you know, this morning I asked everyone, like, if I said wake up at the normal time tomorrow, mm. Saturday, what would that normal time be? And all I was establishing is normal for you is not normal for me. Exactly. And your normal, you said 11 o'clock on a Saturday. I'm mm, like, ah, mm, 6 o'clock. Yeah. You know, but given, I'm, I'm going to use my parents, for example. So my mom, for those who don't know, uh, I'm originally from the DRC. Mm -hmm. um, I was born there, raised in South Africa my whole life. So I'm mm, a South African mm. citizen. All I know is SA, but... I was born in the Congo. Mm. So while in, in South Africa, mm -hmm. when my mom would be stopped by cops, mm. just traffic cops, my mom would always panic. Mm. Like she would panic to a point of, no, just, just, just give them something. And I'm like, mom, but you've done nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. What, yeah. What's happening? And I never caught it. Mm. until we started looking into this concept of trauma mm. and we realized that when my mom sees a cop she's seeing a soldier oh. and the soldiers in the congo could kill you mm. Mm. they could mm. kill mm. you mm. and no one will will say or do anything mm. Mm. so her interactions with cops were coming from a place of trauma but guess what given mm. when i started driving mm -hmm. i had the same fear Ooh. When I started driving, whenever I would see cops, I'd be worried. I'd freak out. Mm. Meanwhile, I had the license. Imagine. I had the license disc. Nothing wrong with my car. Citizenship. <laughs> I'm not an illegal immigrant yeah. in any way yeah. or how. Mm. But I was walking in my, my, my mother's trauma and I didn't even know I was. Yo. 
I didn't even know I was. Mm. And it's only mm. later when I asked myself, but why are you afraid? Mm. So now I'm the most friendly person to traffic cops because it's like I had to go from, hey man, these guys are just checking up. Exactly. There's, there's nothing wrong. Mm. But I've had to accept that for my mom, because she's seen those guys murder, because she's, she comes from a, a home, Mm. where anything could happen in that interaction yeah exactly. it's different for her mm. so there's a lot of people even now their ideas of relationships mm. they might they might have never been in an abusive relationship in their life mm. but when they're speaking about relationship it's abuse it's exactly. abuse it's abuse exactly why maybe the mom had been in a an abusive relationship and it could not even be that their own dad was the yeah. abused uh, abusive person mm. but because the mom spoke about it all the time mm. and actually didn't go and get healed mm. she's now passed on the abuse through her speech she's now passed on the abuse through her speech and mm. a lot of us are carrying abuse that we never experienced mm. but we live in imagine we actually live in abuses that we never went through mm, yeah mm. oh that that's so deep it's that scary is so deep and i mm. i'm imagining right now that to sort of simplify it to a point where a person can look within themselves and say you know one thing i learned if mm. you are in primary if you're in high school mm. usually you don't see these things happening and i feel like that's yes. okay yes. Um, i don't think we should expect it from someone in high school to be so emotionally intelligent that they can identify that no this is a trauma mm. from from my parents and it, they have this because of where they come from mm. that's a, it 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 really takes a certain level of maturity yes. um and i think that's where counseling comes in you know sitting down with an elder at church uh mm. someone who's responsible for for the counseling um and then just sit with them and talk to them about things that are happening at home um, and then they'll be able to identify for you. They yes. might not burden you with it, yeah. but they'll be able to help you process that thing. Yes. Uh, but because I'm realizing that I've experienced such things since I was very young. Like, for example, just a basic example. My mother was raised by a very stiff hand dad. Mm. So even their mom, uh, my mom and, and her siblings, my grandmother did mm. not show much affection. Yes. My grandmother spent a lot of time coming home. She was a very hardworking woman, mm. but in her, the older she got, the more she spent a lot of time in bed, mm. just sleeping. And that passed on to some of her children. Mm. Um, and a lot of them didn't actually have a reason to go to bed after coming from work. <laughs> you know. But the thing that I'm actually uh, pointing to a lot is the affection part. Yes. Because their mother never said, I love you. Because their mother never held them. Because their mother never asked them, how was your day? Mm. You know, and really tried to be very affectionate with them. Because their father was even worse. Mm. They never built it upon themselves to be like that amongst each other. Mm. So then they passed it on to their kids. Mm. So myself and my cousins and my siblings, we don't have those conversations where we sit down. And you know, we have long, you know, a simple thing as let's go out for a burger. Sure. You know, let's go and watch a movie. It's mm. a challenge. And it's not because we don't love each other. Mm. It has not been normalized, yes. like you mentioned. You, your normal is let's sleep. <laughs> let's sleep. <laughs> you make food and then yeah. everyone just dishes up and goes and eats wherever they want to. Yeah. So I think it's definitely, the onus is definitely on the parent to normalize 
healthy behaviors, mm. uh, healthy practices within the home, mm. um, which, you know, I, I and we, 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 we really, so, so here's the thing, the dilemma that I'm caught between right now, right? All right. We want to have a conversation that the youth can consume. Mm. And, and, and young people can take and apply and observe within their life that, oh, okay, this is a trauma that my parent might have. Mm. You know, you'll get to a certain age where you start identifying. Mm. My mother um, doesn't want to give or spend money because they come from mm. a time when money was scarce. Mm. Or for them, there's a different relationship between them and money mm. uh, or between them and food at home. Mm. You know, there are some people who come from households where the, the parents just don't. When someone comes to visit, hey, cover their pots. Yeah. <laughs> Put them away. <laughs> and you Not take that this. as well. Yeah. yeah. So we can, we, we obviously want to focus more on addressing that for young people so that mm. they can be equipped with knowing that, okay, this is what's happening. Mm. Uh, but obviously not up to a certain age, you'll be able to identify that. Mm. But now I'm also thinking of the parents. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, I'm thinking of the parents because they are victims of the circumstances they, they grew up in. Yes. They're not going out to hurt you. It's like my mom mm. wasn't trying to traumatize me mm. uh, with cops, mm. you know, but she herself, every, every, every adult was a child. Ish. We forget that. We forget that. We forget and, that. And we forget that when they were children, mm. they were also as unaware as we are as children. Yes. You get me? So yes. someone yes. Is, is listening now and maybe because of your exposure at school and mm. the conversations of our generation, you're able to, to, to know more mm. than your parent, right? Mm. You, or, mm. or to grasp, hey man, emotional intelligence. We don't have that in our home. Mm. What we have to do, and it's something my, my father-in-law actually said to us in his deathbed. Okay. You know, um, he was very sick. He had cancer. And my wife and, and I were doing a, some of the stuff for him. Mm. And... Mm. Some of the things we were, were picking up, he just didn't file. He just didn't do, you know? Yeah. And it was yeah. a bit frustrating. So my wife was really having like a frustrated moment. Like, but dad, why didn't you do these things? <laughs> and instead of him being upset or anything, he mm -hmm. laughed. He just mm -hmm. laughed and said, my children, let me teach you something. Okay. When do you know you've grown up? You know, and we're like, oh, well... I, honestly, I thought when you're older, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, duh. <laughs> duh, you know. But he said, he said, when you can learn from your parents' mistakes, mm. you know. And, mm. and then he just laughed, never explained himself. <laughs> he was just like, guys, I made mistakes oh. and you can learn from it. Mm. You know, I can't go mm. back in time and change it. Mm. So sometimes when we, we're picking up on areas where our parents went wrong, we can help them. Yeah. It's like my mom also was one of those those hard people. But I started mm. telling her, I love you. Mm. And today, that's normal. Oh, the first few times, it was weird. Like, mm. she looked at me like, what's going what's on going with this on? child, yeah, you know? Yeah. But today, it's normal in my family mm. for us to say I love you to each other. Mm. You know, so it's not only the parent that can initiate change in a family. Sometimes a child 
seeing that, hey man, this thing is missing in my parents. That's powerful. Let me initiate it to them. Sure. You know, it's almost like you are now the one reaching out to your parent in mm. an area where they were deficient, you know, and emotional deficiency, especially in Africa. Africa is one of those few countries, mm -hmm. not countries, continent. Yeah, son is so American there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of the few continents mm -hmm. that shares a communal mm -hmm. state of trauma yes yes you I get me other mean. countries let's say maybe what happened Continent. in germany yeah. in, in germany mm. didn't happen in france yes or what happened in france didn't happen in italy yeah but they're on the same uh, continent yes in africa the history of slavery mm. just like it hit all of us yes yes and co colonialism there's only one country that wasn't Ethiopia. colonized. It's Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the rest of us are a very rare case of communal trauma. Mm. So we have to be aware that there will be areas where our parents mm. did not even have the option Oof. to know that kind of love, Oof. that kind of compassion. Yeah. Well, because their parents were being broken down Oof. or their great, great parents so it's something that we now, as the younger generation, mm. will have to reach back and not from a place of, of uh, pride, mm. but of love and understanding that, hey, my parent didn't have this. Exactly. You know, so exactly. it's, it's really deep and we have to introspect and understand that. First of all, you can't excuse bad behavior. Mm, true. Very, very true. Something is very bad. Mm. Um, I was speaking to someone this week who said, yeah, I used to own that I'm angry. Yeah. Like, yo, me, I'm short-tempered. You know, I'm a <laughs> short-tempered guy. Yeah, yeah. But then he got married and he realized that I'm short-tempered wasn't working. Oh. You know, it won't work. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and you exactly. and I are both in, in, in relationships yeah, that are, are serious, yes. like... Mm. You have to develop and say, no, man, getting angry, she's angry, I'm angry. Mm. No one is going to go anywhere. I have to change. Exactly. So don't own bad behavior and be like, ah, this is mine. This is who I am. Yeah. No, it's not who you are. That could be the broken version of you. Mm. Doesn't mean it's you. Oof. <laughs> oh, I, I, I really, really love this here because I feel like now... If someone had told me this, you know, I think in, in primary, I didn't think or care about this. Yeah. In, in high school, it's when I started noticing some of these things, but mm. it didn't matter as much. Mm. It was in varsity, when also when you start having conversations with some of your friends, mm. that you realize that all of you share these common traumas because of the households you grew up in. Yeah. Um, and, and that was like the difficult and challenging thing um, that I saw, right, yeah. where I was like, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm now starting to find this an important conversation. Mm. And I feel like any young person, is, whether in primary or high school, listening to this, they are being equipped with mm. that enough information to be able to grant their parents grace. Yes. You know what Ooh, I mean? That's true. Yeah. So you look at, I mean, some, some of our fathers have come from times mm. of war. 
Some of them were in the army. Some of them have watched people being mutilated in front of them. Uh, Some of them had to fight during the apartheid time. Some of Mm. them were caught up in wars they didn't want to be caught up in, Mm. you know, and that hardens a person, you know, and I think it's up to us to then, first of all, show them grace. Mm. But like you mentioned, also challenge them Mm. uh, by saying, dad, I love you or mom, I love you. I think the I love you to a dad comes better from a daughter (laughs) than from a son, (laughs) you know. But I think I I love the fact that you're mentioning that there is power that we have Mm. to sort of mend the brokenness or Mm. help uh, Mm. mend the brokenness to a certain extent. Um, And also identifying it as well to say, oh, this, it must be. Mm. this you know what i mean yeah Mm. Um, if if you if you choose to not define what's happening in your home as normal you can begin to question mm. you know and look at maybe you're in a family where you off always fighting you know and you the child you have to ask yourself why are we always fighting fighting. you know why are we always screaming at each other Mm. why are we always angry why don't we talk? Mm. And if you if you can identify that these things are not normal, yes. then you can address them. Yes. You know, yes. And, and 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 then you can also be a light mm. to those who are still walking in that thing. Oh you yes, know? yes, yes. Um, I love that. I love that. I think young people need to understand something. Um older people are not dumb, mm-hmm. you know, they're not old school and outdated yes they're just like you they're human beings who've been through certain experiences Mm, and mm. have not taken time to cope just because you're living through something doesn't mean you're dealing with it Mm, you know so mm. the the idea or the no the choice to deal is personal Mm. You have to choose to face exactly. who you are, exactly. how you do things, mm-hmm. what you've been exposed to, yes. and, and also to get help. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to us right now and you come from a, a family, and we're going to mention things. You know, if you're coming from a family... We're not name-dropping. No, not name-dropping. <laughs> <laughs> we're trauma-dropping. <laughs> we're trauma-dropping. <laughs> if there's physical abuse mm. in your house... now. A hiding is not physical abuse. Yes, yes, yes. But a hiding is not being punched in the face. Mm. If your parents physically fight, mm. that's not right. If your parents fight in front of you, mm. that's not right. Mm. Parents fight, mm. but they, sh- they should keep it away from the children. Yes. If your mother or your father share their marital problems with you, you. that's not right. Mm. Because that would not make you insecure. Mm. Because what can a child do when parents are fighting? There's literally nothing you can do. Mm. It's it's overburdening you as a child with things you can do nothing about. Mm. Because in the end of the day, the decision will be made by the parents. Exactly. So if you come from those kinds of environments, those are not right. Mm. So first, you as the, the, the person in it, you need to know that, look, I need help. Yes. Maybe to process the emotions, mm-hmm. maybe to speak to a counselor who can also now speak to your parents and say, look, um, keep this away. Yes. from your child it's yes. not healthy because yes. there's nothing the child can can do exactly. after getting that information so 
identify or alcohol abuse if your parent is an alcoholic if your parent is a, a drug addict and when they are high or there or if your brother i mean mm. in our country right now there's a scourge that's happening where uh, people are, are are using things like nyaupe mm. so if you've got an older brother who's a nyaupe addict who's coming and taking things from the house and selling it and you mm. guys don't feel safe Mm. you are going through a certain level of trauma, trauma. Yeah. so it's, it will be good for you at this age to already get help mm. now when we say get help oh man people think ah you're saying i'm i'm crazy yeah. you know yeah. there's no hope help? why do i need help <laughs> <laughs> and all we're saying is being emotionally healthy mm is important yes if you're in those situations you'll probably find that you don't have anyone you can talk to mm. you know so now the emotions in you are maybe maybe you're angry because you can't do nothing and yeah. you're watching your parent be beaten up mm. and now you're fighting with people at school mm. you get me so mm. the, the emotions you're feeling are being misdirected Oof. but if you could go and speak to someone and tell them i'm in the situation Maybe the counselor could give you steps and things you could do that helps you process that emotion yes. so it's not coming out in the wrong places. So we're not saying you, you know, like you're the worst case scenario. We're just <laughs> saying yeah. don't yeah. end up like the, the same parent, the parent you're seeing who's not emotional, mm. who's not available, mm. also mm. started as a child, mm. also ha probably had a parent like yours, Mm, you know, true, but they true. didn't deal with themselves yes. while they were still young. Yo, <laughs> yeah, no, this this is 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 it's very very good, right? I I I hope that it comes across as both to the parent. We mm. do understand, and we are not pointing fingers at you. Yes, uh, we understand because we know what what trauma does. Yes. I mean, there there are some things. I was having a conversation with some colleagues, and we were talking about. Um, buying a house yeah right and how a lot of us don't actually you know how people will often say that well, as soon as you make enough money buy property yeah make sure that you own a home then i was reading a book and i know this might be a very complicated example to talk about something very <laughs> basic uh, uh, but i'll also use a very simple example um, i was reading a book that was challenging that notion of yeah. why are you, or it, it's actually not a good idea to advise everybody to buy a home because wow. for some people it makes sense not to own a home. Hmm. Uh, because if you're a person who likes traveling, hmm. um, if you're a young person and you currently are invested in something else, hmm. it actually makes better sense for you not to own a home. She, hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get into the details of it. But I, but I grasp what you say. Exactly. Yeah. Like there are in instances where it makes better sense for a person. So for here's a, actually a good example. Here's why. The problem with owning a home is the fact that it's a fixed asset. You can't move it. Yes. You can't take a home and move it to another location. Yeah. And the one thing we know about locations is they don't stay the same forever. Yes. If this location, if this area was the hype, had a lot of hype at the time when you bought, it had the best malls, mm -hmm. it had the best vibes and grooves. Mm -hmm. Ten years down the line, no one it's knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Another thing is we don't know what our president's going to decide tomorrow yeah. that could either raise or drop the market value. Yeah. We don't know who's, what strike is going to happen, what yeah. pandemic is going to happen. So the problem with owning property is because that it's a fixed asset that stays and takes seven months to sell. 
mm. right? Mm. Roughly. Mm. Uh, whereas if you look at stocks, for example, they're very flexible. Mm. When you buy stocks, you can buy in different countries. Mm. Re- doesn't matter what your president decides. You can mm. always just take your mm. assets from this area and, and sell them and buy here, you know, or just wait it out. You know, you can have yes, money true. here, here, here and here. Yes, if you true. instead instead of investing in property, invest in REITs, Mm. Uh, which is also property, but a share of property, REITs mm. investments, mm. you're actually made more flexible and you're unlikely to be just hit. Mm. And then all of your, your income is gone. Mm. Uh, my mom is in a situation where the neighborhood we used to live in was the best, yeah. right? Like yeah. I grew up, I, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but where I lived, people were like, you area. from there? <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I mean? Yeah. But now the area is changing. Yeah. The potholes are incredible. Mm. All of the people who had money have moved, have mm. sold. Mm. And now the, the people that are from the townships are starting to have their parties around that area, you know, mm. and walking back home. So mm. the whole situation has changed. And that's the thing with property. Now you're stuck with it. You know what I mean? That's true. So the, the, so the point is also similar to how being raised in a home where gravy is made with uh, <laughs> tomatoes. And yeah. you have to have tomatoes, tomatoes in the house. To cook. You know, mm. you just have to have tomatoes in the house. Mm. And you've never really asked yourself, like, do I really need to have tomatoes in the house? Do I really need to have no soup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? There are people yeah. who make gravy without that. Yeah. It's just water spices and whatever vegetables they chose to cut for that day mushrooms you know what i mean yep we we don't realize that we learned these things they were normalized and we've believed that we can't not have them in the fridge Mm. some things you don't even ask yourself do i really need to have this in my fridge sure you know what i mean i hear you yeah like (laughs) then you find a friend cooking with parsley and you're like What's what this is now? parsley? <laughs> <laughs> what are these leaves? <laughs> yes, yes. 